Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, among our guests was uh, someone we caught up with at the start of this year, just when he'd returned from running around the world. He'd run 196 countries, not just running them, a marathon in each country for a great course. Had some amazing stories and scrapes along the way, so you'll hear from endurance runner Nick Butter. Uh, someone we spoke to for the first time this afternoon was the drummer with a band sports team, uh, Al Greenwood. Uh, she was on great form as well. Big Manchester United fan, so uh, we enjoyed chatting to her. Uh, we had a bit of a conversation, myself and Andy, as we always do about all manner of things. And Ali Ross popped in, Tartan Army foot soldier and uh, Sun TV critic, a man who would have been in Belgrade but for the virus to uh, cheer Scotland on. And he, he told us a few old tales of following Scotland and all the heartache over the years. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, I'll start with this uh, little bit from the Sun this morning. I don't know if you saw this. Conservative MP Jake Berry has been slammed for hinting Northerners were less cultured than those in the South. The former minister said that football clubs like Sunderland are the Northern Royal Ballet equivalent in a Westminster Hall speech yesterday. And he's right. I love that documentary on Netflix, the behind-the-scenes documentary, Covent Garden Till I Die. Very good. Tremendous. It was good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Can I, can I impart Let, a bit of information, Andy, before you do oh, the yeah, comedy because um, as Fletch was just saying uh, about Joe Gomez, um, he's had the, he's had an operation today and he starts his rehab. And looking at the the timeline of stuff on Twitter from Liverpool fans after Liverpool announced it, they were saying, "How long will he be out?" Um, so we took the liberty of contacting uh, Ben Dinnery from uh, PremierLeagueInjuries.com, and this is what Ben says. He says, "In terms of a timeline." A typical return to play would be around nine to 12 months. Uh, he gives, I know, he gives a couple of examples. He said there's not been many of these in the Premier League. Robbie Brady, most recently in December 2017, said he missed just under eight months. So, that you know, that's the optimistic outlook. Fraser Forster before that, close to 10 months. So that's the time yeah, frame uh, it looks like he's, he's facing, which is a great shame. Sure, I'd imagine everybody's different. It's like everything, isn't it? So, uh, and of course, he's had a bad injury before. So, we do really do wish him well. You know, no question about it. Talking of that, I mean, I was watching the game last night. I mean, Netherlands versus Spain. What's the point? The only good thing about that game was the absence of VAR. That was it. Everything else was a waste of time. Yeah. They uh, Ake got injured after about five minutes and he did his hamstring. He went, oh, this is ridiculous. 
Hearts. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, last night on uh, Jason and Andy, I was listening to them and they were doing a phone in, and Andy said, "What do you want from England tonight? You know, tomorrow night, in other words, what do you want from England tonight?" And I just thought, all, all I want is the players to come through uninjured. I couldn't care less about the result yeah. or anything else other than that. I mean, it, it, it's so wrong, it, it's painful, but we all know the reasons why, so what can you do? It's money. We're going to um, talk to Brian O'Banner a little bit later sure. on, and ultimately, you know, they've they've kind of cobbled together these autumn uh, internationals, and it's meant countries like Japan dropping out, and obviously the countries that would normally come here and play these games are not coming uh, from the Southern Hemisphere at the moment, but they all need the money. So they're going to get them on somehow, even if it's behind closed doors, and it's I suppose it's a fact of life. Do you know there will be VAR? We're going to speak to David Healy shortly. There'll be VAR tonight in those Euro 2020 playoffs. They've not had them throughout the tournament, but they're having them in the playoffs. <laughs> well, I suppose they think it's more important. There's a lot more at stake. Mm. Those are the games tonight. I mean, I'm looking forward to those games. I, th- I think they'll be exciting because yeah. they mean something. That's what you want. So uh, anyway, uh, we've been doing quite a bit on Little Mix this week. And uh, <laughs> Leanne, Lee, I don't know why. We've never even mentioned them before, but I've had a couple of mentions this week. Well, Jade, Leanne, Jade is a, a, a shareholder in South Shields. We spoke to their chairman uh, yesterday. That's right. We? And um, what's, uh, what's which one of them goes out with? Is it Jesse goes out with uh, Alex Oxley Chamberlain? But no, this is Leanne is. Pinnock. She she goes out with uh, Andre Andre Gray. <laughs> you're you're turning into a gossip <laughs> colonist. Well, I'm hearing. Well, no, it's I think it's <laughs> no, Perry. It's Perry. That's it's Perry. Right. She's in a long term relationship with Alex Oxley. Oh, you're a natural. I'm hearing. My sources <laughs> tell me that you know, you'd be great. You'd be great. The old yeah, pop pages, Andy. My sources tell me that Victor Sylvester is the. St- <laughs> <laughs> you do one for, you do one for the elderly. <laughs> it's hard to remember a time before Little Mix existed. Yeah, it is. That's week. very true. But I'll get the, I'll get to this. Go on, in a then. Second. Crack on. Leanne goes out with Andre Gray, and oh, yes, Andre I knew that, proposed. Yeah. Yeah, he proposed to her, mm. but uh, she said today her his career is giving her a headache when planning their big day. She said, it's not COVID getting in the way, it's the World Cup. I don't know when all that's kicking off. You think, should somebody tell her, really? A, Andre's not going to be in the World Cup. And it's not next summer anyway. It's not till 2022. <laughs> He's obviously spun her a line there. Said, oh, no, we can't get married because of the World Cup. Well, you can, <laughs> you can take that up with him. Uh. <laughs> I'm supposing. I've no idea if he has no. or not, obviously. Um, well done to Joffre Archer. Mm-hmm. He was voted the MVP of the IPL. <laughs> Tremendous. That's a lot of initials, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? That's ridiculous. Is. Most valuable player of the Indian Premier League. I'm with you, yeah. Small title. Um, my one question is, does he win the sea at Outros? I've got a feeling he might, actually. I think that's the prize. So, Do you think he's, uh, will he have to drive the Outros home? <laughs> he's going to drive... <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Why, why not? Seems like a good idea. So uh, I watched the State of Origin game last night. That's always exciting. Yeah. I, turned, I couldn't stand the football anymore. I just thought, this is a pointless... You know, so, and then I saw a horrible collision. I just thought... I, what was interesting from your point of view, Reguilon came on. Yeah. And uh, Was he all right? Did he, he, go off, to... he didn't go off on a stretcher, did he? <laughs> no. Oh, good. The first second that he came on, he had to go for a 50-50 ball. And he pulled out of it. Now, normally, I wouldn't condone that. But I totally understand yeah. why he did He's thinking, I'm not going to get clattered here. What's the point? So, you know, that's what you're getting. But if that's what people want, I suppose that's what it is. Um, yeah. And Th- that's Deontay you, is Wilder. You, okay, Deontay Wilder. One more yeah. thing. Go on then, yeah. Unamas. Uh, Deontay, Deontay Wilder is refusing to accept his defeats to Tyson Fury. I don't know if you heard Tyson speaking about it. It's unusual, isn't it? A high-profile American who won't admit he's lost. <laughs> yeah. 
Is he claiming he won yeah. it by a lot? <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's it. That's you spent, is it? No, well, I'll save a bit for later. You good, you've know. always got, got to hold a pack. bit. Got to hold, yeah, hold a bit back. <laughs> We've got a packed show, so we certainly uh, that have. Be good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. We'll talk a bit of England later on from a goalkeeping point of view, amongst other things. But uh, we're going to uh, chat to someone. Who, you know, I can't get my head around the timeline. It must have been because uh, he did tell us some fantastic stories when he came in and saw us in the studio. When he'd finished his uh, epic endurance uh, run of uh, 196 marathons in every country on earth. He has now written his book, Running the World, uh, and uh, Nick Buttery joins us. Good afternoon, Nick. Good afternoon. It's been such a weird year. I can't get my head around whether we. It must have been January, <laughs> wasn't it, when you came in the studio? I mean, it it, it doesn't. It you know, it, it, it kind of feels like longer than that, but it must have been. Yeah. Gosh, I have no idea. I think <laughs> well, I finished. I finished. I crossed the finish line of the trip a year ago yesterday. Right. So I guess it must have been about January. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's an Are amazing you, uh... story. I I, I just uh, worth saying that uh, prostate cancer benefited from this, and and that was because that the yeah. kind of inspiration for taking this on came from someone you met who had been diagnosed with a disease. Absolutely right. Yeah. So the whole journey, this 674 day voyage to every country on the planet, um, setting the world record was inspired by my my very good friend, Kevin Weber, um, and very sadly had terminal prostate cancer. And I wanted to do something to raise some money to fight the cancer. And Prostate Cancer UK uh, is the principal uh, charity in the, in the country to to, to support the, the fight against the cancer. Um, and so we spent two years, well, I spent two years running a marathon in every country in the world. And that's what the book is about. And there's a lot in there about Kevin as well and how he kind of inspired me and and all the highs and the lows of the journey and then the miraculous occasion of you know crossing the finish line in Athens uh last year November the 11th um with with Kevin um when he was technically when he was diagnosed he was only given two years and we crossed that that finish line together he ran the last one with me um and it was just the most elated elated feeling but also just you know we had lots of tears and laughter and it was it was a, a, an amazing day yeah and it wasn't just the running, was it? I mean, all those marathons in 196 countries, but the logistics of the whole journey, the things that you came across, the things that you faced, I presume that's yeah. really what the book is all about. Absolutely, yeah. The book covers the whole spectrum of uh, planning it, the philosophy I had before I left, the philosophy I learned when I was on the way, um, the team behind me that, you know, everybody says whenever they stand up and accept a speech or they, they write a book, they thank people. But honestly, this trip was massive in terms of the support from embassies to presidents to taxi drivers to airlines to hotels. Um, the logistics, you know, it took two years to plan the journey. And all of that is scattered amongst the book with all of the tales of, you know, all of the occasions where have been mugged or attacked by dogs or shot at or you, you name it it happened yeah 400 flights average of four a week yeah. um nine passports 15 pairs 15 yeah. pairs of trainers i was quite surprised it was as few as that actually <laughs> we actually i actually took a few more but there's again there's a story in the book about that i had a few i had a few pairs extra but they were actually either stolen lost or i actually had two pairs that were eaten by pigs believe it or not i left them outside <laughs> of my room in a, in a very hot place and yeah they were gone in the morning you mentioned being mugged and that is some story i mean you were heading into war-torn air 
areas, but this wasn't particularly a war-torn area, but it was quite a nasty no. attack, left you with broken ribs and, and, and more besides. It could yeah. have been worse as well, couldn't it? Yeah, it was exactly. You're absolutely right. You know, everybody fears going into places like Syria or, or Yemen or Iran or Libya, the places that you know, stand out in the news and you see lots of horrendous things happening. But actually, we, we, we took so many precautions in those countries. It was the countries where this mugging happened, which was Nigeria in the center of Lagos Market, um, which is hostile. Um, and I knew that. But it, you know, walking through the market, I really didn't expect to be mugged at gunpoint and at knife point and, and be kicked and beaten and, and, and ended up having to pay lots of money to, to get these people to stop hurting me, um, all under the eyes of, of stuff, you know, police and people that could help me around me. So it was it was shocking. And then obviously that then uh, makes it a little bit tougher when you go to other countries. And I had a lot more countries still to go to. Now you missed 80 flights amongst this. Is that just a bad timing or? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't miss, I didn't miss a single flight. We had 80 flights oh. to cancel. There's a big difference. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that would have been a bit uh, tough. But generally, despite that experience, I'm sure, you know, we talked about this, you, you encountered more good than bad, didn't you, in uh, of, oh, of human yeah. nature across the world? You're absolutely right. That's a message that I'm kind of spreading now. And I think I'll be spreading it forever. You know, I, uh, this year, besides from COVID, I've been spreading the message in schools and in theatres talking about my journey. And the main message is people and the power, not only of the people that I met and helped me, but just the amount of you know, we see so much bad in the media by its very nature, it makes headlines, but there is so much good, you know, exponential amounts of brilliant people. And I just hope that people read the book and realise that there is a lot of world out there to be seen. And we have this um, incredible opportunity to go and see it. And as Kev said to me, my whole inspiration, he said, don't wait for a diagnosis. Don't wait to be in his situation where you have to go and cram everything in. Go and do it now because you've got your whole life. And I hope people will, will take that message. Mm -hmm. That's good advice. And you mentioned the theatre tour there and uh, you, the dates that you had have now been switched to next year, haven't they? So I'm just having a look at your website there. Yeah, they've all moved to next year and we've got a few more. So we've kind of just bunched them all in there. We've got a couple of hundred dates in, in theatres and lots of schools. And again, we're doing some workshops about um, politics in the world, wealth, race, gender, all sorts of stuff that I've encountered around the world. And it's 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 worth talking about. So I'm looking forward to next year and we've got some some little mini trips going on as well. And if you could only go back to one of the places that you went to again and maybe spend a bit more time rather than just quickly run through it, where would that be? God, that's a very difficult question. Um, I'm going to say Nepal. Uh, Nepal is is stunning. The people are exceptional and there is just endless opportunities to explore. So I'm going to say Nepal. And I was, I was listen, looking at the book. What, what sort of things would you listen to? Did you did you have kind of uh, did you have the, uh, the, the your headphones on the whole way? What would you listen to? Music? Would you listen to books? Would you listen to nothing? Would you just take in what was around you? Because that's a that's a lot of running. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I tend to stay away from music because it's quite repetitive. Mm. Even, you know, I'm, I'm running a marathon all the time and it's you don't want to get that kind of beat and you want to kind of just be calm when you run. Mm. So, yeah, books. Books was the big thing. And we're going to be recording an audio book for my book um, soon so people can buy the book, read it, and then they can listen to it well when they go running as well. Good stuff. And finally, what's the Italian Grand Tour? I'm saying, is, is that something you're on at the moment or is that another thing that you completed? 
Uh, yeah, so uh, actually right now it's day 58 of 100. So the Italian Grand Tour is my attempt to zigzag my way from the very north, the most northerly point in Italy, all the way down to the most southerly point in Sicily um, in 100 days, 100 marathons, 100 days. And as of about 10 minutes ago, I was completely out of breath, puffing up a hill um, and mm. knowing I was going to get on the phone to you and I've just finished my marathon for the day. So, yeah. <laughs> You could have had a rest, Maybe. Nick. No one would have. No one would have accused you. Really, have a break. <laughs> Do you ever I'll, get have a, stiff? I'll have a break at some point. <laughs> Do you ever get stiff? I, I, I imagine the answer is yes, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, look, okay, we, we wish you well with the book, Nick. Thanks very much for joining us. No, thank you so much. Cheers. Uh, Running the world by Nick Butter uh, is uh, available now, published. By Penguin. It's an amazing story. Yeah, some of the stuff he got involved with. Incredible. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. If you work a little harder, you'll get by. Here's the thing. Or you can trust a man who wears a suit and ties. So just lies, 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 lies. Here's the thing. If your parents want to earn it, then it's yours. Here's the thing. And if you're barely getting by, then that's your fault. Here's the thing. Everything in life is fair, and that's the rules. It's all just lies. Hawksbeam Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Uh, that is Here's the Thing by uh, Sports Team from their uh, debut album, Deep Down Happy. And we were chatting just now to Brian O'Banner, who was telling us he was named after two uh, famous Manchester United players. We're kind of sticking with Manchester United now because our next guest is also a United fan, the drummer with Sports Team, Al Green. Well, good afternoon, Al. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Thank good. you. I just see you're a, a, a proper sport uh, lovers. I see your your first EP was called Winter Nets. So yeah, absolutely. It wasn't quite an intentional kind of sports theme, but it's ran, it's ran. Yeah. <laughs> so where did the name go? Who who came up with the name of the band? Where did that come from? You know, it's a question that we get asked predictably quite a lot, and we still haven't quite. I think it was the best of a bad bunch. <laughs> we had Tony Blair Witch Project for some time, and we thought we'd best change it. Yeah, that would have worn probably would have worn thin, wouldn't it? I mean, Actually, it, it, you know what? We were just seeding our talk sport moments. That was yeah, it. it that's was of course, you know, it, it gives us a reason to, to, to talk to you. But it, you've you've built uh, a pretty decent following, I suppose. Like a lot of bands, it's probably quite frustrating at the moment that you can't get out there and play at the moment. Yeah, no, it is uh, obviously pretty gutting. Although, having said that, I've just rushed off stage at a sort of empty venue who's been pre-recording something, and it feels amazing to kind of be back in a in a space and playing live. But no, it's been a it's been a rough year in many ways. And interesting, you grew up in Leeds, and of course you'll be aware that the rivalry between Leeds and Manchester United, especially the old rivalry. I mean, so what sort of turned you on to Manchester United? Yeah, no, I'm acutely aware. I'm growing up and going. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might be. It's not not an easy ride. Uh, but my no. dad grew up in Stockport, uh, so my dad sort of had a season ticket East and Lower like my whole life, um, and so I'm fortunate enough to get some of the games with him. And yeah, there wasn't really an option growing up in my household. You 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 played football at school as well, didn't you? Played a bit, and uh, you said you you came up. Uh, you got a bit of pushback from uh, some of the boys, um, and, but uh, you've, I've read you say similar things about being in a band and being the drummer in the band. You know, you'll turn up for gigs, and people think you're uh, you're kind of part of the road crew and stuff. They make these judgments. Yeah, to some extent, and I think it is a minority. And like, luckily, that's becoming less and less kind of accepted. But certainly there's like massive parallels that I've seen in the world of football and music, both kind of attending concerts and matches and sort of playing on the other side. 
Reading a little bit about you, uh, I see that you wrote birthday cards to Ola Gunnar Solskjaer. Has he responded? <laughs> did he sort of say thanks very much? Or? <laughs> Do you know what? Somebody from the club did. And now I find it so difficult because like, obviously oh, he's getting all this flack and I can kind of, in my heart of hearts, don't think he's probably the right man for the job. But I still have that letter framed with his kind of printed autograph at the bottom. And yeah, <laughs> as a kind of child of the 90s, I have just so much of a weak point for him and I'll blame anyone else like Woodward, Carrick, the training staff like you know there's so many other issues but <laughs> I just can't bring it on myself to kind of like point the finger at Ollie. Do you get more starstruck when you encounter sort of Manchester United uh, players or, or whatever than you do sort of musicians if you're doing or sort of musical heroes if you're doing festivals and stuff? Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, obviously, it's such a privilege, but now you kind of, you end up meeting a lot of musicians and, like, you know, it's great, but definitely it kind of wears off where it's any, anyone just associated with football, I'm, yeah, very much a kind of immediately crumble. Uh, you're six in the band. I mean, did you did you all kind of play instruments and then come together or were you a kind of bunch of friends who, who kind of became better musicians as, as you sort of grew as a band? No, it was uh, it was very much the latter, sadly, sadly for our kind of producers and people who've had to try and work with us. But no, <laughs> we were all just a group of mates, uh, sort of at university, um, and all loved the same music. Like we'd go to gigs, and we were passionate about music. But I don't think any of us quite counted ourselves as musicians at that point. Um, but then we kind of, you know, grew from playing live, and that's where, and I think to some extent, that's worked yeah. to our benefit because it means that that's what the music was written for and made for and kind of like, if you like, workshop through, it was like performing in front of like people going wild in like a sweaty room. And that's what we're missing now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I understand you're a supporter of Football Beyond Borders, which is a great charity, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I've been really, really fortunate to work with them quite closely on a number of projects. Um, and they do amazing work sort of re-engaging kids with education uh, through football, who are perhaps at risk of exclusion. Um, so they started off in South London and are now doing work across like Manchester. And in particular, I think the work they've done with young girls is like so inspiring and brilliant. And sort of, I've been lucky enough to meet some of the girls and work with them. And you know, you can just really see the impact on their lives and kind of the potential of football to change people's pathways and lives and kind of you know worldviews is yeah pretty inspiring. Yeah. Do you do you uh, do you still play? Do you fancy turning out of the next soccer aid, given the chance? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, no. Well, Brilliant. the thing is, as well, it's fun to kind of like you know, it's great to be able to talk about all these things in abstract, and then occasionally you get the opportunity to play and kick ups. I'm still sound at and like you know, kind of on the ball. Absolutely great. Put me in eleven a side pitch, and my positioning, I have no idea what I'm doing. And obviously, fitness is also taking a knock. So, um, but yeah, sign me up, soccer aid. I'm there. Okay, well, we'll you've, you've issued, I think, as they say in football terms, a come and get me play. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> so uh, expect the phone to start uh, start ringing. So, all right. So you you mentioned you're not blaming Ollie, but how do you feel about things? Because they're they're, they're great one week and then sort of terrible the next. It's a bit weird at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's an absolute roller coaster. It's hard to understand what's going on. You hear like whisperings at the club that there are issues on the, the training side of things, and it's yeah, it looks like a different kind of team week in week out, and I think with the depth and strength of the squad, it's pretty inexcusable, some of the performances. I mean, particularly in the like European Cup a couple of weeks ago. Mm. It was just 
you know, it's not the United side that you want to see as a fan and kind of as a football fan either, you know. Um, so I think there's there's serious issues going on. Um, I'd like to see Oli stay, but it feels at the minute like there's kind of a one track, you know. If we can sit deep and play on the break, then that works. And if another team, if the opposition are sitting deep, then it just feels like we're absolutely flummoxed. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of, it's a whirlwind. And I yeah. was kind of watching the Everton game and ready to you know, leave the room and they kind of pull it out of the bag. It's like, you know, the ninth life that Solskjaer seems to have. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think there's loads of really promising, like, young talent and, as I mentioned, the depth of the squad. And also, I think the women's team I follow really closely. And if there's anyone to make you sort of proud to be a United fan, it's Casey Stoney's side and what they've achieved in, like, two seasons. Mm. It's incredible. Yeah. So finally, what what are you and and a band up to at the moment? Just sort of biding your time so you can get get back out there again. You say you've been playing today behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah, we're keeping ourselves busy. Luckily, we all live together. Well, luckily to some extent, so it's <laughs> a bit of a can be slightly uh, intense. But then we've been able to work throughout lockdown and sort of just writing. So we've recorded the next album. Wow! Despite not actually playing the first one yet, um, and then it's just yeah, trying to sort of keep ourselves out of trouble and out of the house. Um, but, yeah, we're looking forward to getting back on the road and I guess hopefully this vaccine news is somewhat promising yeah. towards that. We've got big tours booked for next year, so being able to get back out would be, uh, yeah, pretty special. Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, we'll, we'll play uh, another track from the album, uh, Camel Crew. Good good to talk to you, Al. Thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, cheers. Thanks a lot. In a take, bit. take care. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast 
from TalkSport. I don't know if you saw the pictures today of the England boys training. There's Jaden Sancho running between these two kind of inflatable footballers. We've seen them all before. They're like sort of weebles yeah. for the older people mm. out there. They use them for, you know, for running in between and and also for using in walls. They're kind of a kind of huge white inflatable thing with a base. Um, and I was looking at it and thought they've obviously tried to use a footballer that doesn't really look like anybody famous as the kind of typical player. It has got a look of Jeff Thomas as a young player at Palace. It could be Jeff. I was thinking they look like Roy Race. They, yeah, Roy the I suppose it's because they're drawn, isn't it? That might have a yeah. bearing on it. But I was looking at it and they're <laughs> sponsored by Barrett and uh, I don't know what that is. They're not really sponsored by anybody. you think you'd get them sponsored, wouldn't you? Really, They pop up in enough photographs. But uh, yeah. I'll get you one for Christmas, Andy. You can have one in the living room. That'd be nice. You can try and curl oh, free yeah. kicks around it. <laughs> Did you see the, uh, Sir Nick Faldo's promise uh, that if Deschambeau drives the first screen, I think he's quite confident because the conditions are you know, definitely going to not be, the ball won't be running. Uh, he says he's going to run around Augusta in the nude, which I mean would oh. be quite quite something I think it, I think it, it would be you Hobie, see, wear, Hobie wears his green jacket when yeah, he does. at least at least the green jacket <laughs> the, they're talking yeah. about introducing a master's ball if he takes the course apart you see that the, the master's organisers they'll just oh, have really? an actual master's ball which uh, kind of like a limit oh. like a limiter on it like a black box on your car yeah I mean it's a, it's a difficult one with him and we speak to Bob about this I, I, I kind of Wanting to win for that reason. I've got nothing against him personally, and I think he's obviously brilliant. And if he wins, he deserves to win. But there's something about what it'll do to golf if he does win. So, yeah. you know, it's a little bit of a worry, but we'll enjoy the tour. You know, he's, not, he's not Happy Gilmore. I mean, we were saying this the other day that he's got a short game, otherwise, he wouldn't be winning things. You know, no, he's, he's obviously you, got, got touch to and finesse. To, I mean, sure. obviously, to get him into that position, he can hit it a long way, but, you know, it's, it's not, it's, yeah. it's, not ju- it's not a longest drive. It's a, it's a massive of advantage though isn't it? if you take most of, of the course. obstacles yeah. out of on, no, a, I know. on a hole then you know it's it's a lot easier um i always like these stories britain's rarest ribeye steak is available for 120 quid it's a lot of money let's be honest 30 times dearer than a supermarket steak it's a 250 gram slab of wagyu beef you are comes from pampered cows <laughs> i am pampered cows fed on beef fed on beer not fed on beef that'd be cannibal <laughs> that'd fed be, on beer that's a appalling thought isn't it really <laughs> that's not a good thought yeah and then they say and there's something here that says, in Tesco, you can buy the ribeye for just £3.90. Yeah, well, you can, but of course, it's completely different, isn't it? Yeah. Because obviously, it's not massaged and fed on beer. But uh, the which, person, I think which Alan Brazil is. <laughs> the founder of the firm who's selling it, you're right, selling it says, uh, Wagyu customers tend to be high net worth business people. Oh, no, you don't say. Yeah. 120 quid a steak. Either that or a nice watery I, chicken. I did have it in, in Japan. It's very nice. I wouldn't pay the sort of money that, you know, I wouldn't buy it here. It's ludicrous. It but is. I've got, uh, I've got Victoria Beckham news, uh, Andy. She, she oh, took I to the papers the other yeah. day. I take it was from Instagram or something. But um, she posed yeah. in one of her trademark stretches, whatever they are. So basically <laughs> she's, she's sort of sitting there, a pair of jeans and a jumper, and she's holding her leg uh, right in the air and, and sort of pouting oh, at the camera. Oh, she loves that, yeah. So uh, it's very much her, her trademark. Have you got a trademark uh, stretch, Andy? I just wondered if you might <laughs> no, share on I've Instagram. Trademark trademark slump. Well, you, you were telling me earlier on, in an effort to keep fit because you are um, isolating, your app went off, as the listeners may notice, why Andy's at home, his app went off, he was in 
contact with someone apparently that, uh, that tested positive. So he is uh, currently isolating at home. And in an effort to sort of keep fit, you said you couldn't take the exercise bike anymore. <laughs> so you ran no. on the spot for 15 <laughs> minutes. That's so, so bad. That's so boring. So boring. So boring. And then I got the medicine born out of it. You've given me a good bit of advice. I'm do a get, Joe Wicks. Uh, Honestly, I'll give, you, Joe I'll Wicks give you a good rounded 20-minute workout, and uh, I think you know, that's it's, it's much better than running on the spot for 20 minutes. I mean, you, you can't. I mean, we live in a, a in a block of flats, and there's a courtyard around it, and uh, I had to take the rubbish out last night because see, it's heavy, and Sue can't lift up the bits. I had to All do right. it, but <clears> I went out late. It was late, and there was no one around, and I still wasn't going out anyway. But it was within the compound, sort of thing. But it was. First time I'd been out for about four days, and it was pouring with rain. And I was just standing there going, this is marvellous. I got absolutely <laughs> soaked. It was fantastic. <laughs> well, anyway, so not long now. You're back here next Thursday, aren't you? I think that's Next the, Thursday, uh, yeah, with the producer and our assistant producer. That's right. You'll be, uh, you'll be free to join us again. Uh, anything else you want to share with the class? Uh, Charlie Austin has joined in the Daily Star's uh, early Christmas campaign. Uh, okay. uh, care about that he uh, put up a hat trick of christmas trees a month early this is an idea i've seen other people do this that they they've got their christmas decorations out already but you know you, you're not fooling anybody are you what's the point really <laughs> but still if you want to do it why not I, feeling I massively I'll, I'll christmassy wait. while you're in isolation not really staring at four walls <laughs> no <laughs> not yet. no I, I, I didn't sense that was the case <laughs> And uh, this bloke wrote to the Sun today. He said, oh, yeah. So next week we had the Battle of the Wags, Rebecca Vardy versus Colleen Rooney. Mm. I couldn't give a monkeys as I know the only winners will be the legal teams. You think, well, if you don't care about it, why are you writing to a national paper? <laughs> you obviously do care about it. We all care about it. I think it's going to be a tremendous we, match. We all we all care. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> to get Clive in or someone to commentate on it, that would be, uh, that'd be us, good. Us it? in the gossip column business yeah. right now, and you decided. That would be, yeah, now you are, of course. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Our next guest is here in the studio, but he'd much rather be in the Red Star Belgrade uh, Stadium uh, in uh, the Serbian capital uh, than sitting here with us because he's a member of the Tartan Army. He's been on the road with the Tartan Army for decades, but of course he's unable to be at the game, much like the Serbia fans tonight. Ali Ross, uh, Suns fine TV critic. Good afternoon, Ali. Oh, good to see you. to see you. But yeah. again, you would have been there, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, it's, it must be painful it for is. you and the Tartan Army. This is the first time I've spoken to you sober on a match day. I yeah, think. <laughs> I think it is. You always seem to cover it well, though. I'm always, in, I'm always impressed. I'm on a good show. But I always, you're normally on in the first half hour. I try to keep it below four drinks before I go on, and yeah. then afterwards. Like, I always feel like we're ruining wait. your day by asking you to come on from all these far-flung corners yeah, of true. Europe. You're not the ones ruining my day. No, <laughs> no that, that happens normally between 7.45 and 9.35, yeah, doesn't it? exactly. Yeah. But it, it would have been a great experience. Mm. And you were there in 98, so you're Italian 90s to go and watch, mm. come up for games at Wembley in the 80s, you were telling me. So you're a, yeah. a long-time server. How are you feeling about the night? It's weird because I'm not there. Mm. It's an unreal sort of element to it. It feels like, can it really go ahead without me and my mates? <laughs> are you sure this match is happening? It's a huge sadness not to be with your friends on a day like this. Yeah. They're magical occasions, and Belgrade would have been a wonderful place yeah. to visit. Um, have you so, never seen a game there before over the I've years? Not, not, I yeah. haven't been to Belgrade. No, I've, I've, I, I totted it up and it was, I've been to 31 countries to see Scotland. Right. 
play. I think we've lost in 29 of them. But <laughs> <laughs> what a journey. <laughs> yes, indeed. Andy. Yeah, Ali, you may not have this problem because uh, they may not even qualify. But if they do, you are somebody that likes to go away. What will you do next summer if, if they... Because they're going to play the games at home, aren't they? Hamden? Yeah, two at Hamden and one at Wembley. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Well, the that, Wembley one you can go to. But. That should yeah, pass yeah. off without incident. Yeah, you? that's make... <laughs> quite occasion. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the sadness of the whole thing, is that after all these places we've missed out on, Brazil particularly hurt. Yeah. Because that would have been amazing. Yeah. A time oh, I would have loved it. Um, <laughs> is that if we do qualify, it's Mount Florida. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and Barnet. Yeah, it's good. it is a shame though. I mean, they're on the Jubilee line in half an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, and this true. is like Platini's part of Platini's great legacy that he's left us with this tournament. It's mm. so much better to go to a country or two countries with the Euros yeah. and just settle in a place and meet other fans from other countries. It's a great experience. That it's so much exactly. better than this format, isn't it? That was the, the magic of Ital- Italia '90, which was a dreadful tournament. But mm. but to be there and to bump into the rest of the world. Yeah, was so special, an unforgettable uh, few days there. Yeah, although the only game I got to see was Costa Rica. So ah, oh the one, yeah. nil, the one nil defeat. Well, I thought we'll go, I'll go to the one we're going to win. So. Yeah, <laughs> foolproof idea. <laughs> so we were talking earlier on about Scotland, and their biggest problem has been not just scoring goals, but having shots on goal in recent games. I mean, they've been pretty shot shy as well, hasn't mm. they? And they got. Um, uh, Fraser's not playing Fraser's tonight, which missing, is a isn't blow, it? isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. a huge blow because him and Dykes were looking pretty good together. When, they, yeah. when we got that shot, we took it. Yeah, you certainly did. That's right. I mean, you were you were <laughs> the, the cli- return you were, rate was you unbelievable. Were clinical. Yeah, I mean, I think you fair, give us it? one chance. <laughs> yeah, that's one right. chance. That's one way of looking at it. And there we were saying earlier on their forward line that you know they've got they've got some weapons. Well, you play three at the back now. Scott McTominay's been playing in in a three at the back. Hey, we've got this three five. Two one, yeah. For which I, I that don't can't be right. I don't begin. How many did I have isn't on the that, pitch? Then? Isn't that cheating? Twelve. <laughs> well, we'd have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling, kid. <laughs> it, it seemed to be working. I, I don't understand it. Um, in fact, I can't even count it. Yeah. But, but yeah, there were some unbelievably cruel stories floating around earlier in the week that about half the Serbian team were going to be missing as well. Mm, yeah, they all made it there. In, the including Kolarov. Yeah, Milinkovic, Savic got there. All the boys are no, in no, Italy. Mil- Milivojevic. Yeah, he's, Milivojevic is, is out. He's out. Know he's got that. COVID. He's, he's, got, like, he's yeah. got the virus. He's tested yeah. positive. But, but most of them there, and they are a good side. So yeah. we we could be up against it tonight. You've got to dare to dream, though. I mean, John McGinn's in good nick. You've got players who are playing well. You're on a good run. You're on a better run than them at the moment. I mean, results-wise. That Steve made could... it sound like I was playing for one yeah. horrible second. <laughs> well, I tell you John what. McGinn, there's you. Yeah. But no, you are. Yeah. The country's on a decent yeah, run, isn't that's, it? Yeah, that's uh, eight <clears throat> games without defeat. Uh, yeah. So he's, he's gone the year, Steve Clark. Defied quite a lot of the critics who were just beginning to get a bit... Um, Impatient with him, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for him and the team. So well, you're going to be you'll be watching alone tonight, will you? Yeah, you make it sound bleak, and it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think yeah. we all are effectively, yeah. aren't we? We're I've got no alone. choice. That's no, it. No. It's going to be an unusual experience. We've got to go, Andy. Just a quick. What do you want to say very quickly? Because very very quickly, I know it's about the glory for you, Ali, but it's also about the money. I've just been reading. This is worth ten million to the Scottish FA if they qualify. So Ooh, the yeah. stakes are high. Come on, boys. Just yes. once. Well, let's hope they can do it. It's, it's live on TalkSport 2 uh, this evening at uh, 
quarter to eight and uh, I think I'm going to be watching that watching Ireland watching England flicking around but let's hope they get the job done Ali and we can uh, let's hope so because it's not been the same without the Tartan Army. No, they are they are always very good on the road. Yeah. We could have the Northern Ireland, we could have uh, the Tartan Army as well, and Wales, yeah. so uh, it would be sensational. It would. Thank you very much for your support, Paul. <laughs> no, I want them to and win. And you, Andy. I want them to win. I'm not <laughs> one pleasure. of those Englishmen, I want them to win. Uh, thanks, Andy. It's very it generous. Fun. Of course it will. Yeah, it will be, make it much more fun. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again tomorrow. John Motson will join us to uh, give us his thoughts on the internationals. We'll have a falls panel, of course, looking ahead to uh, the Nations League games at the weekend, plus the clips of the week and lots more besides. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.